0: Okay. Good morning, girls. Great to see you today. How about if we uh, open in prayer and then we can jump into contentment this week? Lovely topic as COVID gets tighter, right? Oh, boy. Father God, thank you so much for every single one of us having the opportunity to be here together and in your presence how we look forward to the truths that are so perfect that come from you, that we are learning are more valuable than just about anything. And so we look forward to today, Father God, with great anticipation. Join us, we pray, in Jesus' most wonderful name. Amen. Okay, girls, you had the opportunity to... um, get started on this concept of content. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm saying contentment. And it's last week. This week, we're going to be jumping into what comes out of our mouth, but we're going to be reviewing contentment right here. And I put up this little um, two-columned little concept here, and I'm looking to see if you girls can think and get your heads on, because it is early, um, what kind of things wind up being a barrier to our contentment. Ah, so that breaks the first rule, which is to ask yourself who is on my throne right now, me or the Lord. So we've already blown it if we happen to go there, but it's very easy to course correct. And that is by catching myself and saying, Oh Lord, help me, help me, help me. What would be another one? your thoughts in other words what you're choosing to focus on right Wow uh, anything else that could be a barrier to my contentment
1: Allowing your emotions to run the caboose instead
0: of- okay I'm gonna say emotions backward and what do we mean by that girls <laughs>
1: letting um, feelings get in the way hurt get in the way just automatically letting our brains go the direction of just feeling hurt and down and angry not instead of letting God drive that his purpose in our life and
0: I think I think you said it so what I liked about what you just said was that you were letting in other words choosing to let my emotions drive me right which is why we said backwards rather than letting my mindset drive me and that's one of the reasons why I have needed twice a day as I was establishing these concepts to review, review, review. I would go back first thing in the morning, in case I never told you this before. First thing in the morning in my quiet time, I went over the list that I was creating for candy, where I got an F in God's economy for what he was calling me to be in my marriage. Um, Then I would go back again at four o'clock in the afternoon because I needed it. I needed to refocus. And that really helped me tremendously because not only did I refocus on my list of candyisms that needed to change, but then I was also re-praying. Have you ever said that before? Re-praying. I would come back before the Lord again, not just in the morning, But then again at four o'clock and I would say, please let me even have eyes to see where I'm supposed to be all this new behavior that's so new to me. And then I promise to do it. But if your Holy Spirit doesn't help me, I'm dead in the water.
1: She says unmet expectations are also on that list.
0: Ah, that's an excellent one.
1: Along with vows we have made and are unaware
0: of. Unmet expectations and vows. How did she say it?
1: She said that vows we have made and are unaware of. But I suppose we could be aware of them as well.
0: Now the vows that you've made, if you're unaware of that of them, remember that we can always ask God to help us to see if there have been any vows. I always, when I'm learning these new concepts, that's the first thing I have to do is say, oh God, give me eyes so that I can even see the vows that I may have been living from since I was a child. And then of course he does, not necessarily at this exact moment in time, but he will as time progresses so that I can learn To understand myself better so that I can then put it under God's thumb, which is my goal. Anyone else? We got good stuff going on here. What would be contentment builders? Gratitude. Oh, very good. Gratitude. Practicing gratitude. Sometimes you might even have to ask God, I can't even think of what I could be grateful in this particular circumstance right now please help me to see, and then he'll help you to see. He's so ready to help. I can't get over that. He binds himself to me, to us, so that we can find that we are bound to him, and it's always there, and he's always dying to help me. But he does prefer that I ask. So I have that part but he has the other part and we'll take it. What would be another one? From
1: from Zoom. Yes. On God's word and on Jesus's love.
0: Okay, focusing on God's word and his love. Doesn't God's love for us kill you every single time? Whenever I think about it in my quiet time to get myself realigned and focused. Oh man, it goes right here every time. How we need the love of God. How I wish everybody knew Him and was experiencing it. It breaks my heart for the human race. I know I've never said that before. What would be another one?
1: I feel like going along with what she said, focusing on God's Word and His love, in His Word He tells us how faithful we, He is to us and if we can remember He's faithful enough to provide all of our needs regardless just the way He takes care of the birds and the beasts. then it's a little bit easier to be content
0: yes that is my shorthand for faithfulness I have another one I'll just give it to you for what it's worth His righteousness now since I use those words a lot, <laughs> I take a shortcut and uh, for what it's worth. So the faithfulness of God, yes. That's another one that just kills me over and over again, that I can depend on him because he's always, always, always for me. What would be another one?
1: When I protect my rest and my food and my exercise, when I have shifted out of the overgiving mode, in and back, it's
0: easier for me to be. Excellent, excellent. In case it couldn't be heard over the over the uh, microphone, protecting your rest—in other words, your sleep, th- your food, and your exercise—I can't tell you how significant that is because then. You can more easily and clearly hear God speak to you when you have a quiet time. If you are strung out to the nines, no, nobody in here has ever had that experience. You know how when you are, are overstimulated with too much on your plate, because we didn't know how to say no, right? Because we didn't know how to say no. Then we get what we get. And that means a very truncated at best time alone with the Lord, because the cortisol is surging, the adrenaline, and I can't even focus. How precious to step back. And I'll tell you once again, girls, if you go back to the priority jar that we learned about a long time ago, God's never going to tell me to overextend myself and make myself crazy. Yes?
1: That really, I'm just playing off of this, is really remembering it's not up to me. I can expect God as I am faith. Increasing my expectations of God is, and so that perspective that it's not up to me to make things
0: happen. Right. You see, remember, Satan wants us to believe that everything is all up to me. And he's always whispering that. And when we stop it, pay attention to it and stop it and say, wait a minute, hold on. It's really all up to you, Lord. What do you want me to focus on? Then he's just going to tell you the next simple thing. So whatever the stressful situation you might find yourself in, and there are a plethora of them, aren't they? We don't ever need to stress again. Because when we do, we're believing that it's all up to me and not believing the truth, which is at my disposal, which is that it's all up to you, Lord. Tell me what to focus on. Ah, amazing. Amazing. That's a good one. That should be over here somewhere, shouldn't it? Uh, Here's one that, that I wrote down for what it's worth. Don't laugh at me you should be developing lists. I hope you're developing lists. I got my list and I've been around the barn quite a bit and guess what I got my list. So you girls should be developing all manner of lists of things that you need to be focusing on. You know one of the things on my list is my husband's love languages. Oh by the way it's not my love languages. That's not my concern. God can take care of my love languages and meeting them. It's what does Stan need from me? And it might include a few of the things that, that might be things I need to watch out for, for Stan's sake. There's plenty of that. But then there's my weak areas that I pray over every day so that I can become more than a conqueror so list 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 don't make fun of me
1: the lists make me think of all of the times that God tells us to remember yes and that is a tool which is ultimately pragmatic to go how do i choose to remember we have to remember to remember and the lists are just you got it practical
0: it's you know i i guess what we're really really emphasizing today Is how important it is to review 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 if we were doing um, Beth Moore's study on breaking free she says a very easy picture to to take into your mind and that is that the the mind has walls to it and they when we first start this process are papered with the worldview And our job has been to be pulling down that old wallpaper and throwing it away and putting up new wallpaper re wallpapering our mind with these incredible truths and our lists and whatever let's re wallpaper our minds very, very intentionally. And remember, probably intentionality is one of the keynote words for this whole study, because it's as you choose to intentionally engage this process twice a day that God does amazing things, guaranteed. Okay, I I think you girls have done a pretty fair job of fleshing this out. And just because somebody yesterday was reminding me that she needed to review the first, the only three things that you need to know in order to love your husband well. What would those three things be? On the okay. Who's on the throne? What would the second one be?
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Keeping his cup of esteem full. And remember, girls, that your list of your husband's good points is something you definitely want to review every morning and afternoon. And it's what's really fun about this is to see how God is going to bring to your remembrance and apply throughout your day it is so it's really fun because I brought my effort to review and to pray and then he does all the rest and he has you know essentially 23 and a half hours to do that in the course of the rest of the day and he does so we can affirm him to his face to the kids, to the kids when he is within earshot, to our friends and to our friends when he is within earshot. And if you can um, affirm his character or his judgment, you get like, it's like superfoods. It's really, really extra impactful on our husbands if we can go there. And what is the third one? Respect. And you have a very nasty list that you can refer to for that since we're talking about lists and that's that awful lesson Four disrespect list. And I would encourage you to look at that every day. It doesn't take more than a few moments to run through it. But it helps you to remember, oh, that's right, yuck, help me, Lord, not to do that. So. And then going on to reflecting once again in your own husband's situation how would he feel most respected so if you have to do a little review of lesson five and some of the words that we were using for that go for it probably the verse that will be that we've been trying to memorize that would be very um well associated With lesson nine would be Philippians two, three, and four. You girls can recite it with me. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others more important than yourself. Each of you should look not only to your own interest but also to the interests of others. Okay, just. you might like to think about that. Um, One last thing. If we go to your husband's love languages, now the first thing that should come to your mind are your husband's love languages, what they are, because that is our goal to be there for our husband within that area. How many of you have any of you noticed uh, a particular way that you can love your husband better in his particular love languages? Yes.
1: To, um, physical touch and definitely being more of a listener
0: well what are his love languages wait
1: a minute my brain's not there right now but I know it's words of uh,
0: it sounds like it's words of affirmation
1: affirmation, physical touch isn't that the right hmm yep. affirmation, mm-hmm. physical touch yep. and acts of service
0: oh okay okay good for you that one is really nice for you but you have to remember to be there for him you know I I was sharing with someone the other day about touch non-sexual physical touch because that's my husband's one of his main love languages and it's not mine now what do you do How do you become better about that? Now, if any of you are by nature, a real toucher, and you know, this is once again, the sort of thing that to a certain extent is a pattern that you received from growing up. And I grew up in a touchless family. So I'm doing really good compared to where I grew up from. But um, there are just six or seven different times of the day where my husband and I have developed the habit of a hug or a snuggle or a kiss or a a whatever that's physical touch. And it's saved my bacon. These are five or six times in the course of the day that we will develop always a touch. And then Stan's happy and I didn't screw up. (laughs) So if anyone has my problem, that's a hint. Now, for the rest of you that are just natural huggers and snugglers and touchers, you got it made in the shade. Maybe you share the same one. Um, so when it comes to um, words, what did you say you've been doing?
1: Trying to put be more of a listener, to and listen to him talking. And he gets very frustrated if I even say the slightest word over him, I have to ah. really be And then he will pause, and I think I can speak, but he's really not finished, so I'm having to learn to pay closer. So
0: you're paying attention to your husband, and you're seeing that that wasn't long enough. He's going to say something else. And if we're an extrovert, we're just, and a woman who says twice as many words as men do, we just want to get in there, right? (laughs) All this stuff. Oh, you're just giving us ammunition for today's lesson. Aren't you?
1: Especially when the kids are asking questions, and they're asking to both of us, so it's hard to.
0: <laughs> I hear it.
1: To interject my words without my husband feeling
0: I'm uh, over talking. That's right. Have you been noticing, by any chance, the Holy Spirit saying to you to shut up?
1: Mm-hmm. Not just
0: me. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> shut up, Candy. Shut up. And then it's like. I shut up. It's like, why would I go and talk when God said shut up? (laughs) You know, it's just not worth it. Now, it might take a little time to get used to that. Has anyone, uh, when it comes to acts of service, how has that been working out for you? Well,
1: I naturally do that part
0: anyway. So it's yours. That. Yeah, that's also mine. Yeah, which acts of service frequently are a woman's one of her love languages. So when your husband has it too then you're both, without even trying, meeting each other. And it means, I'm acts of service, it means the world to me when my husband turns the bed down in the evening. I mean, it's a two-second thing, but every time I see it, I go, oh, thank you. We're so easy in some ways, aren't we?